everybody, welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. We had a wonderful and long, extra long break due to um, the storm that came through, the winter storm of 2018. Well, 2018 came in strong this year, didn't it, Pastor? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, unfortunately for many of us, uh, uh, when you get eight to ten inches of snow, that kind of uh, puts everything on on hold. Yeah, it, it seemed like uh, it seemed like this. At least I can say for the city of Chesapeake, they was like, "Well, um, we ain't got the equipment for this today." So y'all, y'all, y'all on your own. And that's the, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> and I think all the cities felt the same way. Virginia Beach, even more so because they even had an extra day off uh, relative to school days, um, more so than the other cities. Yeah. Well, um, a lot has went on, and, and we wanted to start off 2018 which, with a good topic of of the devil and how he affects your life. So, um, Dr. Daniels, first off, like, how does the devil affect your life and why, what is his motivation behind it? Well, I, I think for many people, um, I, I guess, uh, he is obviously, uh, an adversary. And I think oftentimes people don't seem to understand that and you don't understand why. And so I guess to, to get a good understanding of why he is, um, our adversary, you have to look at, um, who he is and, and and what his purpose has become. Uh, according to the Bible, um, the devil was not always anti-God. In fact, the scripture lets us know that the devil um, was, uh, in fact, one of the angels um, that resided with God uh, and had responsibilities similar to the other uh, archangels. Uh, but uh, for reasons that... Um, we don't fully get, he, he believed that he should be in charge. He believed that he should be the one that controlled everything. And and so he con- convinced uh, several of the other uh, angels to follow him and rebel against God. Uh, now, because of that, um, of course, uh, um, God called upon uh, the archangel Michael um, to gather up a force and and, and go against uh, Satan, and and Satan lost obviously, and and because of that he was cast out along with those angels that were following him, and so um, and he was cast down here on earth. That was his banishment. So the earth was, uh, I, I guess, more or less putting him in um, confinement on house arrest. Uh, if we would look at it, and since that time there's been anger and there's been wrath, and he has committed himself. Uh, that he would defy God and and also um, seek vengeance um, for losing the battle, and so because of that, he has become our great adversary. Is he attacking us because we're his most precious creation? Well, absolutely, and and what you what people uh, have to understand is that if you consider just personalities in general, um, a, as you know, most of us like the idea that if you know to if 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 i have an enemy i don't want you to be friends with my enemy you know because if we're tight then you shouldn't be tight with my enemy you know that kind right. of uh, mindset and and satan's mindset is no different than that and, and so because we have aligned ourselves with god uh we have become his enemy in in, in a sense 
so for him to get back at God is to attack that which God loves and that which has aligned you know, themselves with God. And so that's his primary focus. And he does it in two ways. You know, one way is to convince us that God is not whom he said he is, you know, and if you consider, uh, you know, uh, again, with Adam and Eve, um, the way he convinced Eve to defy God was to convince Eve that God had lied to her, that, that you know, you could, in fact, disobey God and it would not be harmful unto you. And that's the same trickery that the devil uses today is to convince people that you can defy God. You can, in fact, go against your creator. Cassandra Harry. It's not harmful to you. Uh, and so he uses that that trickery to cause many of us to go against our own best interests. And that's what's unfortunate is because if you think about the things that people do that, you know, when they come under the influence of Satan, it often leads them to go against their own self-interest. Yeah, it, it does. And the thing that really um, gets me past that is we, we've, we've talked about it before, how it's like you say, OK, I'm going to get my life over to Christ. And then all of a sudden, all these new issues just start coming up out, out the woodworks. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've talked about it. is that the devil saying, oh, OK, you think you're going to be uh, saved uh, and sanctified filled with the Holy Ghost? Let me throw this at you and see how saved you are now. Well, and, and absolutely. I mean, and 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 look at it this way. Uh, let let's say that um, if if I don't know, let's say let's say your your spouse, for example, were to do something to cause you, you know you some discomfort, and 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 they left you. Um, well, what what you would find is for many people, or let's you know what they do is they seek vengeance, you know. And say they want to make that person's life as miserable as they can make that person's life. Now, for for most of us, before we get saved, we are on Satan's side, if you really think about it. Because there are only two sides to be on, and that is Mm. the side of your creator or the side of the one who's against your creator. You know, I mean, it's kind of like that that's really where it's at. And, And so for most of us, uh, we're not born with that, you know, I'm saved mentality. You know, right. we don't grow up often now that I'm, I'm the saved mentality. So you really are functioning on Satan's side because you're already rejecting your creator uh, at that moment in time. So you're functioning on Satan's side. And so uh, all appears to be OK because your heavenly father certainly is not going to do something diabolical to you. Right. You know, now your heavenly father may not give you all of the blessings you would have gotten if you got saved, but he's not going to be diabolical against you. Now, so here's Satan. You're already on his side. And then you decide to jump ship and and go to God's side. Well, he's not going to take it lightly. (laughs) And so since he's not going to take it lightly, that's when, you know, we say, well, things got worse when I got saved. Well, what happened is just that the enemy began to attack you to convince you that you made the wrong decision. Right. Uh, you know, and that's that's really what's happening is that you made the wrong decision. So what the Bible says, our job then is to, if, if you resist it, resist the devil, then, you know, he will flee. So what we have to do is not give in to that. And if you don't give in to that, once the Satan sees that you're not being pulled back because of his antics, then he leaves you alone. And in fact, as you come under God's grace, then the blessings will multiply. So 
what is the what is the game plan that you use, um, Pastor, when you feel yourself almost you know given into temptation, or you see temptation coming your way? What is some of the tactics you've used in your life to be able to avoid being in situations like that? I think the best rule of thumb, you know, for me is simple. I think people who give in to the influence of, of Satan is primarily because they have positioned themselves to say Satan cannot fool them. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, when you think, well, he can't trick me, that's when you are set up to be tricked. You know, so for me, you know, my first line of defense is to believe what the Bible says. When the Bible says that um, Satan is a crafty individual, and in, in fact, one point the scripture says, if it had not been for the time periods being shortened, that even the very elect would be fooled. So that suggests to me that Satan knows how to get the best of me. In fact, he knows me better than I know myself. He's been around. Uh, a very, very long time, understands human nature and knows what we all will fall for. So I, I recognize that he is more craftier than I am. I recognize that that he can, can trick me at any point in time. So I never say to myself, I cannot be fooled. And so by telling myself I cannot be fooled, excuse me, I'm saying it wrong. When I, when I say cannot be fooled, meaning that I know I can be fooled by right, Satan, right. you know. And since I know I can be fooled by Satan, that it keeps me always on the watch for what he may do to try to pull me in. And and, and because it's not, you know, it's not like people look, it's not going to be the huge thing. It's going to be the subtle things that cause him to influence you. The things that seemingly are, are benign that will cause you to act, act contrary to, you know, what you know your spiritual beliefs are. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, Pastor, it is, it's tough. Like when you're, like you have these instant thoughts of, you know, like you're in a, you're in a discussion, then discussion turns into a debate, then the mm-hmm. debate turns into an argument, and then here, you know, here comes, I always say, the devil on your shoulder, like, yeah, you should say this, or, right. or you know, who they think they are talking to you like that. You know, it's like nothing positive is, you know, like it, like there's nothing positive really coming out. So it's like you, for me, I have to go, okay, look, I need to chill out. I need to chill out, take a step back because I'm going to do something that I know is not right. So and you have, and we have to understand that it was this, it was Satan, Satan that put you in that debate in the first place. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. See, we we don't view it that way. Our thought is like, okay, once we get to that point of being heated, that's when he stepped in. Right. No, no he stepped in beforehand. Right. He, he's the one that created the whole debate in the first place. <laughs> right. He's the one that created the debate. Right. It, you know, because when you think about, you think about the, the most of the things that set, you know, that, 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 that take us to that realm. Well, if you really sit back and digest it, yeah, they say, why are we talking about this anyway? What brought us to discuss something of this nature, which has no real value, right. and which we already know the outcome? Yeah, and it's true. Like once you once you sit down and you think about you know what the the argument was about, it's usually over nothing. You're right, or something you already knew it right. would cause a problem. Because if you already know a person's mindset, right, you, you know, you know their mindset. Yeah. You, you know, and y'all gone through this before. Right. So why why are we now going back and forth again? What 
prompted me to think if I brought it up this time, you were going to be different. Yeah. When you, when you've been the same the last two years. Yeah. So Pastor, when you get to, when you get to that moment, when you recognize like someone brings up something that they obviously know that this is, you know, a hot button for you. Mm-hmm. And what is your exit strategy to not even get involved in that? I just let them know they're right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. It's- because, you know, yeah, I just let them know what, what you think is right. You know, I, I learned that from uh, Dr. Walton. You know, he, he he's one day we were having a conversation and, and I was a little concerned about some ideas he had brought forth. And so I expressed my opinion. And he said to me, you know what, you 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 were right. But just because you're right don't mean that I'm wrong. Right. And I, he said, I understand why you think that way. And you have a right to think that way. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't have a right to think the way I think as well. You know, and it helped me to understand something. And this point was well taken. And that is, we're not going to let the enemy come between us. You know, we, we're not going to do that. And everybody has a right to be right. And, and that's, that, that's one of the things that I try to always tell people. And that's what I'm doing, you know, counseling. Because they expect the devil to show up, you know, with long horns, a tail, and all this kind of thing. And people need to understand, you know, you can stop being afraid to go to sleep at night, thinking the devil is going to come in your house, you know, when it's dark and misty. No, the devil is not going to come in a way that scares you silly. Right. You know, that, that's just theatrics from television. Because if that were the case, nobody would ever come under his influence. Right. Because you would be afraid to listen to him. Mm-hmm. So it, it's always that subtle stuff. It's always that, you know, that 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 um, that influence that makes you feel like, you know, you are in a position you, you need to be in. And and so that's why I tell people, you know, you have to always ask yourself, you know, when the devil's influencing, let's say, to, to engage in an argument, you know, with, with someone over any issue, I tell people. Why are you worried about being right? What, 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 how does that benefit you in the argument to be right? That's one way you ought to know that Satan is influencing you at that point in time. Because if your reason for why you're arguing is to show that you're right, then you are being influenced by Satan. Right. <laughs> you know, bottom line is that was Satan's position. I'm the one that should be telling y'all what to do. I'm the one that's in control. The issue is not whether or not I'm right. The issue is what solution are we looking for? You know, and so if we're sitting there trying to find a solution, then I know I'm working through the spirit because that's how the Holy Spirit operates. See, the Holy Spirit moves me to solution. Holy Spirit moves me to to get my marriage better, to, to you know, to make things happen. Satan is going to move us to toward division. And in, in fact, um, that, that word, uh, that, that Greek word, diablos, um, is the, is the accuser. Uh, so Satan is going to be one who is constantly accusing. And mm. you think in arguments, that's what you get a lot of times. Right. Is, right. Is, uh, people accusing you of this, accusing you of that, you know, that, that slanderous kind of thing. And so that is consistent with even the name, the, the Greek name for, 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 for the devil, uh, again, which is uh, Diablos. Right. So, so if I'm arguing with you and the only thing that's happening is, I'm accusing you and I'm trying to show you that I'm right. I am acting exactly like uh, the description of the devil is, which then lets me know that what I'm under his influence. 
if I'm acting to resolve the issue the way Jesus did when he taught the people, right. if I'm acting to resolve it, if I'm acting to move forward, then I know I'm coming, I'm acting under the influence of the Holy Spirit. You know, what you're talking about reminded me of uh, another podcast I listened to with these guys who sell uh, million dollar homes. And he was saying that you'd be amazed at how many million and multi-million dollar deals fall apart over something so trivial of, like, say, a washer and dryer. And mm-hmm. they'll be at the closing and saying the washer and dryer is included. And the other person will be like, no, it's not. And, and he'll say, do you want to be right or do you want this house sold? Mm-hmm. You know, it's Absolutely. like, you know, it's like it's you're talking about something that's, um, at, you know, even if it's a high end washer dryer, what, you know, two thousand dollars at the most and uh-huh. over a million dollar deal. So it's it's amazing how the devil just, just figures out a way to wiggle himself in there. And you're absolutely right. You can choose if you go the path of trying to make sure that you're perceived to be right. That's normally, like I always tell people, that's the pathway to hell. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you're you're going to end up in this dark place and you're going to, it's like an instant argument if the other person disagrees with you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, like I can say, the, 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 the name um, Satan, uh, if you, again, in, in, in the Hebrew, uh, it means adversary. It, it means the accuser. And and so con- just considering that, you know, the name implies adversary. So mm-hmm. if if in the Hebrew it, it says it's an adversary, it, it is the accuser. That right there speaks volumes about you know where I find myself. If I find myself in an accusatory position all the time, if I'm always accusing, then that should tell me something. I am exhibiting that characteristic that Satan's name implies. Right. If I'm if I'm always acting as the adversary in an adversarial role. I'm acting, you know, as that name implies, you know. Uh, and again, if 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 then, as in as a New Testament, you know, like um, the 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 same thing, um, uh, the Greek word uh, diablos or or the devil uh, has a similar similar connotation. So you know, when people say, "Well, how do you know? How do you know that you're under the influence of the devil if you're acting based on the descriptive nature of the name?" <laughs> then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you, you're you're being influenced in that way because that's his role. It's so subtle that we don't think about it that way. Right. But that's what it is, you know. And so the scripture tells us that the other thing about Satan is simple: is that think about this. His, his position was uh, again with Eve. You don't have to obey God. That was his position. You know, you, you don't have to do that. And if you do it, you won't get the punishment that he told you. And so his thing was, you can be disobedient. And, and that's the same thing he convinced the other angels. You can be disobedient. Right. As a matter of fact, we don't have to follow him anymore. You know, we have our own mindset. We can do what we want to do. Now, if you think about it, when what what causes people to do some of the things that they do and what and what are they really doing they are really being disobedient yeah and so when you find people that are being disobedient to to whatever it may be to the rule of law for example if i'm not following the rule of law i'm being disobedient yeah if if, if i'm not following the rules of the household i'm being disobedient if i'm not following the rules of my marriage vows i'm being disobedient so when you when you when you find people in that position, 
really what they're doing is they're allowing the influence of Satan to work on them because that 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 disobedience and, and people will justify their disobedience yeah. to following the rules, just like Satan justified his disobedience to following the rules. And so when you find yourself, you know, under that kind of spell, that's that's a clear indication that I'm being influenced, you know, by by, by Satan. Um yeah, I, I tell I tell you know employees uh, of you know church employees oftentimes you know something similar to that. I tell them I say you know um, it's easy to justify not following you know the rule of your supervisor. It's easy to say to yourself, well, I know more than he know. Right. It, it, you know. Well, okay, maybe you do, but does that give you a right to not follow his rule? Right. And, and, and so if you don't follow his rule then that just means you're being disobedient, but you're justified by saying, well, I know more than he know, you know, this kind of thing. Or if I do take an extra 30 minutes, he's not going to know. You know <laughs> <laughs> right. Still being disobedient to his rule, which is a function of Satan allowing you to convince yourself that disobedience is okay. Right. And then also too, um, the, the fallacy that if I'm not, if I'm being disobedient, and no one's around, mm-hmm. it doesn't affect me. Right. And it, but it does, as you just right. pointed out. It does. It does. It, you know, and the, the other thing, I guess, just to, to put out there, is that we have to understand that because of his enmity against God, that he, he is um, uh, considered to be the constant enemy of God. And again, you know how we always say, my enemy, you know, if, my enemy's enemy is my friend. That's what people say oftentimes. Meaning right. that, listen, if you can be the enemy of my enemy, you can be my friend. But if you're the friend of my enemy, then you're my enemy too. And so when we become a friend of God, that makes us uh, Satan's enemy too. Right. So because he's a constant enemy of God and of Christ and of the divine kingdom, he's also a constant enemy of the followers of Christ and all that's true. Um, and, and so he, his, his function then becomes to, to make us think that the system established by God and by Christ is false. And, and, and so he does that by enticing us and seducing us by saying that his way is the, is the exciting way, that his way is the one that will bring you joy and, 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 and give you a sense of contentment. And, and what people find out is when they truly go Satan's way, they find that it really isn't the joy and contentment that they thought would be there, you know? Uh, and right. I, I, I guess a classic example I would, I would look at is this, is that let's say a person is married, right? Mm-hmm. And their first, they, you know, someone seduces them and have an extramarital affair. Now their first thought is it's going to be exciting. It's going to be great. I'm going to get all the things I'm missing. But then once they get into the relationship, they find that it ain't worth what they thought it was going to be. Matter of fact, it's more trouble, mm-hmm. you know, because the same difficult issues start slapping you upside the head. Right. And, and now you wish you hadn't done it, but now it's too late. You know, all those kinds of things. And, but but he convinces you that it's OK and that it's going to be exciting. And then you find out it's, it's, it's not, yeah. you know. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, that, that goes for a lot of stuff. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask this question, um, Pastor. Um, would, could the same be said with the with the devil about? complaining a lot. Like if you find yourself complaining uh, about a lot of stuff and not really looking for the solution. 
Absolutely. Again, you know, just to piggyback on what I just said, Satan, a part of his job is to convince us that God's rule is insufficient for us and that and that to follow God is not what keeps us happy. So how does he do that? Satan is is one of his greatest tools is to convince us that where we are is not where we ought to be. You know, that conditions are worse than what they could be if we did something a different way, that where we are is a bad place and all these kind of things. And so when he starts to do that to you, the first thing that comes out of our mouth is we complain. Mm. You know, because we don't complain about good stuff. No, we complain when we think stuff could be better. And, and, let me, and I, I really want to f- emphasize that we don't just complain about bad. We complain if we are convinced that the bad can be better. Mm, yeah, you're right. You know, because if you don't think the bad can be better, you don't complain. You adapt. Yeah. But if you think it can be better, you complain. You complain. And so that's Satan trying to convince us that, you know what, if you did it this way, it wouldn't be that way. Or that person is responsible for you being in that condition to try to make us feel like where we are is not where we ought to be. And so that constant thing that, well, you know, you are missing out on something. You are missing out on something to put that 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 doubt in your mind. That that where you are is a good place, and that that's, that that breaks a lot of homes up. I can tell you from you know counseling many years that Satan trying convincing people that it could have been better if their spouses were different, or if their spouses were better, or if they had more money, or if they had more compassion, or if they had more of this. There's always a sense of that what you have or what your spouse is giving you is not good enough for some reason. Those right. kind of things, and that's Satan influencing discord within the relationship. Yeah. And it kind of goes back. Yeah, it it does. And because if you're not, if you're not taking the time out to be thankful and showing gratitude for the things you do have and Mm -hmm. focusing in on that. And if you're, you know, if you flip side of the coin, you're focusing on what you don't have and what's not being done. Yeah. You're going to pretty much go down the path of a miserable life. And then if you're, you know, how they always say, Misery loves company. So the first person that you wake up in the morning, you look next to you, you're like, here you go. I'm going to give you all this misery. You know, you get in misery and you look for a way out. Yeah. You know, you you don't look to make it better. You look for a way out. Yeah. And then and then you realize um, in the next relationship that when you create the same thing over again, that it may not be the other people. Absolutely. And, and, and that's true on jobs. It's it's true. You know, in many, many, many places, a person can, can, can be, can beg God to give them a job and then they get the job. And then when they're there for a while, then they start complaining about the work load Mm -hmm. that they have, right. You know, complaining about the hours that they have to work, complaining about this and this and this, 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 when that's the job you prayed up, or the job you spend four or five years going to college to acquire, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. And now you're complaining constantly about the job as if it wasn't that way before you even got it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the job haven't, hasn't changed. Yeah. You know, what's required of the job. Now, but once you get it, now you're complaining about it. Now that, you know, and that's just Satan's way of making us discontent, giving us a discontentment. So we can, 
uh, uh, destroy relationships and, and destroy where we are and, 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 and not have the joy that we should have. Because if you think about it, the only reason we don't have joy in our relationships or in our employment situations is because we think that it should be better. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, it was talking, it reminded me of the story I heard of, this, of a guy that was a Navy SEAL. And when he was in training and the guy asked him, it's like, how was training? It's like, it wasn't bad at all. And he mm-hmm. said, he said, training to be a Navy SEAL, buzz training was much, way much easier than actual war. Mm-hmm. And he said, because when you're in buzz training, he he convinced himself that, hey, I get to train with the best. So every morning mm-hmm. he woke up, he looked at it as this is an opportunity other people are trying to get and they can't get it. And I'm able to right. get this training. You know, it's just the way he looked at things. So the devil never had a chance to even try to even seep into his brain. And then he said one time he was laying in the water to do this test for hours and it was on the beach. And he said he could look over to his right and down the way he saw kids playing in the water. He said those kids are having fun playing in the water that I'm in here in this mm-hmm. water as well. So we're both in the mm-hmm. same water. So I'm going to enjoy myself being in this water. Right. You, you know, so it's just way, there's different ways of looking at it to, to head off, you know, uh, putting up that spiritual wall, so to speak, so the devil can't get in there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And no doubt. So what do you do day to day, Pastor, to keep that, that wall fortified and, um, and, you know, because everybody, every once in a while slips up. But what what is your routine for making sure that you keep everything um, straight with you, with yourself? Well, you know, for, for me, it, it is it is the idea of knowing that the role of the devil and those other demons that have been cast out of heaven, I, I know what their role is. I know what their job is. I, I know that just by simple definition that they're going to try to be a slanderer. They're going to demonstrate themselves as an arch enemy of my spiritual interests. They're going to be an accuser of not only uh, myself and my savior, but of my brethren. I I know this going in. And so since I know this going in, um, and that's a part of what's in my frontal lobe all the time. So if someone comes to me, let's say, accusing another brother of something, well, I already know that that's one of the devil's chief tools mm. is, is to do that. Right. And so, so you know, my, right then and there, I, I, I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I know what this is. I know this is not of God. Right. See, there's some folk that believe, oh, the Lord sent you here. No, the Lord don't send nobody to create discord. That's not right. what the Lord does. So I know right then what it is. And I, and I give you an example of what I'm talking about. Let, let's say that, uh, you know, someone calls me and says, hey, you know, Reverend Daniels, you can believe what I just saw. I just saw your wife cheating on you with another man. Okay. Where you see her at? I saw them at the movies together. Okay. Now, some people might say, oh, I'm glad the Holy Ghost revealed that to me. Right. That's not what I say. What I say is this. Why would the Holy Ghost want to bring discord in my heart? Because that's going to hurt me. Right. right. So why wouldn't the Holy Ghost convict her heart right. so she wouldn't do it? Right. That's right. Right. Or why wouldn't the Holy Ghost create a situation so she couldn't do it? 
Now, so now just because you see my wife at a movie, number one, don't mean she's cheating. Right. Because you don't know if the person she that she talked to brought her to the movies. She saw him in the, you know, in the in the, in the you know in the line buying popcorn, and they just start talking. You know, could be in a number of things. Right. But yeah, by the time it gets back to me, I'm mad. I'm ready to fight. When she come home, all of a sudden it's going to be, oh, I want to hear it because they told me and they wouldn't lie to me and, you know, and right. on and on and on again. So I'm just saying, the minute you bring me some garbage, right then I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, devil, diablos, it means slanderer, an arch enemy of my spiritual interests and a great accuser. So I'm saying, I know I can't take that at face value. Boom, right off the bat. Okay, that's right off the bat. And, and, and so anytime I get that kind of stuff coming at me, I realize that garbage belongs in a garbage can and not inside my head. Mm. Straight up. <laughs> then that right there, people, is some very good advice that will help a lot of people out there that's listening. You know, just mm-hmm. when you're hitting with when somebody comes at you with that, what they call that, that hot tea, that mm-hmm. gossip, he's like, you know, I already know, this, you know, this is the devil. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. it's amazing. Well, we're at the end of our, our time is up. Is there anything you'd like to um, mention before we close out? No, I, I, I just want to say to you know everyone. Um, I'm sure everyone uh, is know that uh, on Monday, uh, this this Monday is um, the celebration of um, Dr. Martin Luther King, and I, I'm, I'm I'm asking everyone to appreciate one simple fact. Um, the dream that he had can be realized in our lifetime, but has not been realized in our lifetime. So we need to keep persevering. We need to stay focused. We need to ensure that the dream is realized so that our children will be able to inhabit a world that is far better than what we live in today. I totally agree with that. This is Joe C.B. Baker. Till next time. <laughs>